Welcome back to another Encounter show with me, Steve Chalmers. I'm here with Luke Harding, who is an evangelist, a rapper, a church planter. He's got a Christian YouTube channel. What, what else do you do, Luke? Oh, what else do I do? Um, if I get any spare time, try and keep fit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a bu budding and, uh... health activist, yes. Very, very healthy well, guy. Don't know about that. But... <laughs> he's, he's, he's always down the gym. Luke's also my brother-in-law, so I've got a secret window into his life. And uh, he's, he, I've known you for what, 23 years or something like 22, 23 oh. years, something like that. Yeah, at least, at least, yeah. It feels like so, forever. Uh, we, we, we've, we've both seen each other's lives and seen each other in ministry, and, and Luke is the real deal. Yeah. Um, I really, I really wanted to get you on this show. Um, because you you are what what us Christians would call in Christianese an evangelist, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later about what that is. And I, I think um, you have got a gift on your life for bringing people to Jesus. You're always every time I see you, you're like, oh yeah, I led this other person to the Lord, and I've told someone <laughs> about Jesus, and um, I, I'm really inspired by that. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Luke? What what you'd like us to know about you, and maybe even how you got saved and became a Christian. Yeah, so um, so it goes back quite a long way, even though I'm, I'm not that old. Um, so it was at the age of five, actually. Uh, my parents were Christians, so I came into a good, strong Christian family, praise God. Um, but it was at the age of five um, I discovered Jesus for myself. And we were on this uh, Christian camp on holiday, and um, I was suddenly aware of sin, really aware of it, really aware that there was stuff not right in my heart, you know, even though I was five years old, mm. you know, five-year-olds know if they've done right or wrong, don't they? Yeah, they do, <laughs> you know, yeah. We've both got kids, we know, you know, they know when they've done something wrong. And, and I realized that, um, you know, I needed to get rid of the sin that was in my heart. And it was at that moment I had a vision and I saw this room and it was all dirty. It was full of cobwebs, dirt. And I was like, yuck, you know. And, and then suddenly a man in white, came in shining white and uh, he cleaned it all up and, and washed it clean and, uh, and, and I realized that man was Jesus and I realized he wanted to come into my heart and make me clean and take away my sin. You know, I'm keeping, it's very simple, but that's how I understand things. That's how I like to communicate things. And, and I, I realized at that point, I want to let Jesus come into my heart and life. So I did and made him my Lord and Savior. And from then it just started a, a journey of faith, a journey, um, and of desire to tell others about him mm. and, um, and, and that's led me to where I am now. And so, you know, when I talk to people on the streets or uh, otherwise in other places, I always refer back to that vision. I say, look, I met Jesus and he took away my sin and he can do it for you as well. That's so, incredible. So at the age of five, you have this, this vision of the man in white. Have you heard about this guy who has got a mission He's got a mission and a ministry uh, to the Middle East, to Muslims. And his, the way he evangelizes, he stands outside mosques. Hundreds of them are coming in. And he goes, have you seen the man in white? Have you seen the man in white? And people go, yeah, I've seen him in my dreams. He goes, stand there. And he'll just keep asking them. And when he's got about five or ten of them, he goes, right, the man in white is Jesus. He explains the dream to them and they all get saved. And that's literally his, that's his ministry. He just goes and says, have you seen the man in white? and so many Christians before they got saved. And like you were five or six or whatever, five mm. years old when you saw mm. this vision. Adults even all over the world 
Jesus is coming to them in their it's dreams true. or in mm. visions as the yeah. man in white. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I just, that's I just really brave of him. <laughs> yeah, I just heard Bill Johnson talking about him the other day, but I, I, I just thought, wow, that's that's some strategy. What a ministry. <laughs> yeah, but like you say, well, if you that's how you got saved. That's how you know. Um, tell you tell, communicate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us, you know, talk about evangelism because I, I think not everyone would understand what that is. It's quite a Christianese word. What's mm. your understanding of it? And you were even mentioning to me before we hit record about the difference between witness and evangelism. But t mm. tell us about that, like what that means to you. Yeah, so, um, you know, the Bible talks about the fivefold ministry, doesn't it? Mm. And you've got prophet, pastor, apostle, evangelist and teacher. And the Bible says that uh, that God gave some to be um, evangelists, uh, apostles, prophets, and so on. He didn't give everyone to be that. Uh, right. it's, a, it's a select number of people. And, um, and so you'll find in the Bible that evangelist is only mentioned three times. And um, the only evangelist that we know of that's recorded is Philip, Philip the evangelist. And he went to different cities and he, he shared the gospel and... Um, what happened was he gave the gospel message. People got saved, um, and and there was there was signs and wonders because that's part of the ministry. Mm. But but Peter, what's interesting, Peter came later to the cities that he'd gone into to bring the Holy Spirit and mm. and to kind of back up what the he had done as an evangelist. And so it's really important to remember that you need that fivefold ministry. I know you're always talking about that, Steve. You're always mm. you know sharing about. The need for, for us to work together as that fivefold yeah. ministry, but the evangelist has a specific role in bringing the gospel, and it means, as we were discussing earlier, a bringer of good news. Yeah. And um, that's what I try to do when I'm sharing my faith. I say, listen, I've got some good news for you, um, but before I share it, I've got to tell you the bad news. And before <laughs> people can receive the good news, they've got to understand there is bad news that without God, we're lost, and we are. Uh, you know, we're, we're sinners and we can't get rid of our sin ourselves and only Jesus can. And, and so that's what I try and um, communicate to people. But um, an evangelist, yeah, it's, it's, it's a role within the church that's, that's really needed. And I think at times throughout history or church history, you know, the role has become really prominent and everyone's said, you've got to be an evangelist, you know, yeah. forget being a pastor or anything else. You've got to go and yeah. win the world for Jesus and, and, and it brings an imbalance. At the same time, if you take away the need for an evangelist, no one's getting saved and no one's right. uh, got that, that, that kind of um, that drive to advance the gospel into places that need to hear it. So it, there's got to be that balance, hasn't that, that fivefold mm. ministry. And for myself, I do feel that's, that's a very big part of what God's called me to. Um, not everyone's called to it, but um, we are all called to be witnesses, as we were saying, weren't we? Yeah. And um, the word, I don't want to freak you out, but the word witness uses the same root word as, as martyr. It's martyrs. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, the, the disciples, the, the early apostles, they, they were witnesses of Jesus right to the end of their lives. They gave their lives to testify of what God had done in their lives. And um, you and I, we might not be martyrs in the sense that we're going to die um, you know, a martyr's death, but we've got to give our lives for the gospel, haven't we? We've yeah. got to stand up when when we need to speak the truth. Like um, uh, someone has recently, a, a prospective candidate 
to lead Scotland. She she stood up for her faith. That's right. You know that that's almost like a modern day uh, martyr in in the the eyes of the press and the 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 nation. And she's been heavily criticised, as you know. But you know. She, Sometimes we've just got to stand for our faith and and lay our lives down and our reputations down so that the gospel can come through and Jesus can be glorified, you know? Yeah, and I think you you do remind me of Philip the evangelist, who you're right, he went he went all the way through Israel from town to town, city to city, gave the gospel, got people saved, then Peter almost came behind him with a church planting team and started discipling them. But yeah. he was just going from place to place. And I think there's there's a massive element of divine appointments in there meeting mm. the right people at the right yeah. place at the right time and saying the right thing and, and you yeah. you activate that you you live yeah. in that and mm. um mm. It, it's like you know that there's no such thing as a coincidence once you're saved it's like yeah. god brings you to the right people but god you, incidents <laughs> yeah god incidents but you definitely have that on your life where you just seem to bump into people and be like oh i met this guy just started talking to him about jesus yeah yeah T tell us about that tell us any examples or stories of people where you just like i've just bumped into this guy it was just the right time and i you know or you know you'll know any stories that you can yeah think of. yeah yeah definitely and i think steve it comes out of having a heart to mm. minister or a heart to reach people you know um you know people talk about the law of attraction that's mm. you know I, I understand there is a universal laws but i think the holy spirit leads and guides us doesn't he and i yes. remember you know uh, really early on when i was a young teenager um i was on a train and um suddenly I had this burden to pray for this particular person and and he was he was this notorious gypsy uh, in the area that I lived in and um, and I'd actually shared the gospel with him once and and he threatened to uh, cut me up or something you know <laughs> and and stuff like this you know and he said all other stuff but you know there was one time there was a real burden to pray for him and I start I was really praying for him and and as, as my train pulled up into the station, um, the doors opened and I looked in front of me and there in really big letters on the wall, graffitied was his name and wow. uh, never seen it before. And it happened recently, I was praying for a celebrity. I was going along in the car and um, I was praying for a celebrity and their name came up just after I'd been praying for them. So God gives us uh, that desire, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and, and he gives us, you know, a burden to pray for people. but. What comes from that is um, encounters and opportunities. And um, mm. uh, before, I, before I became a full-time evangelist or minister um, in, in, uh, a few years ago, um, I was working in uh, a warehouse and I had my own business. I was selling furniture. And I remember I was in there once and um, this electrician came in to do some work in the, in the building. And as soon as he walked into the building, I was like, man, I've got to share the gospel with this guy. I just knew it. Wow. Um, but I wanted to wait for the right time. And so I prayed into it. And uh, I might have even, I don't know, missed the meal or something because he was there all week. And I was just waiting for this this perfect time. Anyway, towards the end, I hadn't hadn't got the opportunity. And it was I think it was Friday. And I was kind of really exhausted by the end of the week. But uh, I was sitting down on a chair and this electrician came to me and started chatting to me. And I thought, okay, here's my moment. So I shared the gospel and he said that he'd been started going to this church with the, one of his relatives and, um, and, and he'd really like felt God was, you know, trying to speak to him and stuff. 
And so God was really doing this amazing work in his life. And, and it was there and then, it was just the two of us on a Friday afternoon, I led him to the Lord, you know. We prayed that the prayer and uh, you could really see, you know, God touching his life. And um, he was a great guy. And uh, I don't know where he's at now, but that, that seed was sown and, you know, had that opportunity come about. And there's, other, I've, you know, I've got other stories like that. But I think it's being open, isn't it? And yeah. you, you're the same, Steve. You've had them, haven't you? You know, where yeah. you're, you're in the spirit. Um, it just seems like it's the right time, the right place. And you've just got to go for it, haven't you, with the people yeah. that, that and you're I, with? It, I think you're right. It's your attitude, isn't it? If, if you can't be bothered to tell anyone about Jesus, well, you're, you're probably not going yeah. to see God move much, you know, because most of the miracles and signs and wonders in the Bible were outside of the temple. They were on the streets and they were yeah. a sign and wonder leading, you know, uh, people to Jesus. And there yeah. is something yeah. about the presence of God that goes with you. It says... Um, mm. In Acts, it says the apostles had this boldness when they spoke. None mm. could withstand the boldness and the wisdom with which Stephen spoke. And yeah. you, you seem to have this boldness on you. You, you went round the, is it six or seven cities in Scotland? You went round and... Eight. <laughs> eight, eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. now we've got Dunfermline as a city. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so you went round the eight cities in Scotland and you evangelised mm. on the street. You're a rapper. Mm. You were rapping songs like God's got a plan for you because he loves you. And, yeah. you know, you were talking about what must a man do to have eternal life, rapping yeah. like that. Yeah. But you, you just get on the mic and you just start witnessing and it's actually quite something to behold. But what I found interesting was even people who were maybe Christians who had plateaued in their faith. It wasn't just the lost. There were, you know, there were people who didn't know they could go further in God and God would just lead you to them on the street. You told me about um, a, a family of Catholic guys. Tell, tell, yeah. tell the listeners about that. Yeah, so, so uh, put it in context, we, we went on a, the eight city tour. Um, my parents, a few years before, had gone around the same cities and wow. had prayed together mm. and prayed for God to move. So I felt like God was saying, go around the cities and evangelize and, and kind of reap some of the prayers that have been prayed. So yeah. myself and um, some other people, we went and um, Steve said we worshipped, we rapped and we shared the gospel. And we, we always saw people come to the Lord in those cities, which was really encouraging. Wow. But on the last city, which was Glasgow, and Glasgow is a great city. It's very cosmopolitan and uh, it's got a real vibe, a real buzz about it. Mm. And we were in this spot um, where another Christian group had just been, just literally like before us, we, we took over from it. And it's a really, apparently, uh, I learned this afterwards, it's a key place where, you know, a lot of Christian groups go to and, you know, a lot of stuff's happened for good. So we're there and um, in front of us are the, these big steps leading up to like this big town hall. And it was a really sunny day and uh, just felt the anointing of God, the spirit, you know, really strong there. And, uh, and I, I looked over at the steps as I was rapping and I just saw people, you know, listening to us, watching us. And my heart really went out to them. So I went up after, um, chatted to a young guy who was from, I think he was from Dunfermline, no funny way. enough. Yeah. <laughs> young guy and and he was he was he was meeting a girl for the first time it was like a date blind date so um anyway i, I chatted to him shared the gospel and and we prayed together you know he, he he did invite the lord in at that time wow and then um and then after that i was just looking around i was saying lord lead me to the right people there's lots of people mm. but then i saw this family um sitting there together and um and there was a mum and the, I, th I think it was her four kids, but they were all older kids, you know, they were like yeah, teenagers. teenagers and 20s. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
and and there was something about them. It was just like God was saying, go and talk to them. And um, so I went over and we got chatting. It turned out they were Catholics, and um, and and so they were really open to God. Um, they weren't. I don't think they were born again, but they they were really really you know. Uh, God was really just all over them, and um, so anyway, we, we we chatted for a while. Then we prayed, and I explained what it means to you know to really invite Jesus in, and they were totally up for it, totally agreed. And then I said, "Listen, why don't we pray for the Holy Spirit? Because that's the next step." As you were Come saying, on, yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the square, people all around us. <laughs> So uh, and he's like, I said, listen, let's hold hands and ask the Holy Spirit to come down. So we stood up, we held hands, and it was so strong we could just really feel the Holy Spirit. And I, I said, if you want to pray in tongues, try this, <laughs> you know. And, um, and and this is what we do in church, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, it is. Yeah. To me, um, why why can't we do it on the streets? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's. It's, we can do it anywhere, you know. God wants us to, to be bold and, and to, to take it out of the four walls, yeah. don't, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, if we, we wait for people to come into the church, we could be waiting forever. But God wants yeah. the, the gifts to, as you said, the, the disciples, Pentecost broke out into yeah. the streets, didn't it? You know? yeah. And I think we're going to see this more and more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we prayed. And it's really funny because um, as, as we're praying, um, there was a guy listening to us here. And um, he, he said, listen, can I join in with you guys? <laughs> he wow. said, I've, I've been a, an alcoholic, I've been on drugs, but recently I've tried to turn my life around. I've got involved with this prayer group. And he said, I'd love to join in. So he, he was like holding hands with us and we just prayed. And, and, and I think I shared, shared some word and knowledge for, for the, the family. And they were just buzzing and they were just loving it. And when I went off to do another rap, at the end of the rap, they all stood up and were like clapping me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> kind of like you know little encore so god really touched them and obviously they went off and got on with their day but i just want to encourage anyone who's watching to step out in faith you know mm. um you, you might not you know pray for people on the streets or things like that but just to share your faith be a witness that's what the bible says we're all called to be witnesses yeah and and it said when the holy spirit came down upon the disciples it said uh they went went out in boldness and they were bold for the Lord. We need the power to make us bold, to speak mm. up and speak out, whether it's at our college, university, work, you know, on the streets, in the shops, wherever it is. The more of God we've got, the more we're going to want to speak up and, and speak yeah. out and tell others about him. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely that whole fill us up and send us out, isn't it? And Exactly, uh, you yeah. Know, you, you might be hungry to rush out there, but if you haven't been filled up, you're going to fall short because we need God to go with us, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been amazed at what's happened with the, the Asbury revival or whatever mm. they want, the Asbury outpouring. Um, mm. I think it's very positive. And I, I've heard like stories of people getting saved on that university campus, and it wasn't yeah. even like they were trying they were just like, what's going on here? You're worshiping, yeah. they've come in and they've felt the presence of God and be like, you need to tell me what this is. And someone on the back row has just gone, oh, this is Jesus. He died on the cross for you. You're yeah. a sinner, you need saved. And they were like, yeah, I want this and got saved. And come on. I think it's in the hundreds, you know what I mean? And people have wow. said, oh, it can't be a revival if no one's getting saved, if there isn't signs and wonders mm, and that. I'm mm. like, listen, read between the lines, it's good. The students were worshiping and people are getting saved because yeah. they, God's on campus, isn't he? You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I've really loved that. 
Um, tell us about your YouTube channel because it's, it's quite extraordinary. Have you got 40,000 subscribers or so? is it something like that? Or? I think it's just turned 47,000, yeah. 47, oh, I'm a bit yeah, behind the times. It's just 47, weak. <laughs> 47,000 subscribers, which is, that's no mean feat. That's, that's amazing. And um, mm. tell us how that began. Yeah, I, it was definitely a God thing. Um, but, but you know, something that, uh, just before I, I, I share about that, I just want to say, you know, prophetically, I've, I really felt God was saying to me this morning, for anyone yeah. watching, Steve, um, that, that, that now is the time for God to use them, you know? Um, mm. I really feel there's a new generation rising up. Um, God will use anyone regardless of age or gender, won't he? Come on. We know that. Um, yeah. But I really feel God saying um, uh, the 30s and the 40s, you, you, God is bringing you into to his promises, into all that he's uh, prophesied mm. over you for years. You know, and, 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 and to be ready for that, like Joshua. Joshua served Moses for 40 years because mm. Moses was in ministry for 40 years. And, um, and, and yet he could have thought, what am I doing? I'm just, you know serving him i've got no platform i'm not in the spotlight or anything like that but yeah. when the time came he was the one who led the nation into the promised land mm -hmm. and i really feel our generation right now um is going to lead you know the, our generation our gener our generation of of leaders is going to take the people into the promised land is going to see yeah. god break out mightily so so get encouraged and it you know if you're not between 30 and 40, that's, that's what I feel is going to be the new leadership that's on the front lines. For yourself, Steve, for myself, mm. we're on the front lines now, aren't we? Yeah. You know, and we've got fathers and mothers in the faith that are kind of helping us and guiding us and giving wisdom and, and working with us as well. Mm. But, but be ready for that. So that there might be someone who was listening. I want to encourage you. The time is now. You know, you're here for such a time as this. But basically, um, to say that... Um, I've, I've wanted to share the gospel all my life. I, I've prayed to see a lot of souls. I've prayed to see yeah. a harvest. I've always wanted to serve God like Steve full time. And, and it was only just literally months before COVID that God said, sell your business and serve me and I'll, I'll wow. take care of everything, you know. And it was a big step, but I did it. And um, little did I know two months later, you know, COVID would kick in and everything mm a lot of things would go online and that's what god led me into uh, i had I, what was it five subscribers steve <laughs> on my youtube channel and you were probably one you know my family were probably the others and um <laughs> multiple accounts the same yeah. person yeah. <laughs> yeah and um and god said you know he gave me a prophetic word while i was working and he said you're coming out of hiding and it was so clear it was like this voice saying you're coming out of hiding and literally as i was coming out the doors of the premises where i worked and I thought, I need to share this. This isn't just for me. This is a word for the body of Christ. We're coming out of hiding. Mm. Um, ironically, we went into, almost went into hiding, um, you know, in a physical sense when COVID came. But spiritually, the, the church really came out, especially online, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, got a lot of online and, um, exposure, didn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Massively, exponentially. And, um, and I, so I put the word out um, that you're coming out of hiding. I'm, I'm not joking. It was, it, it was only God because suddenly... You know, it was just going, it was going everywhere. Thousands of people were kind of watching it and people were responding to it all around the world. And uh, I was like, man, this is crazy. But, but it just basically grew from there. And I realized that people wanted to hear the prophetic word of God. And, and I realized God was saying now is the time to, to stand up, preach the gospel and, um, 
you know, there, there is a people out there that, that want to hear what God's saying. Um, so, yeah, um, you've come on the yeah. channel before, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's interesting that you, you call your channel uh, Prophetic Evangelism. And if evangelism is the good mm. news, I think the way your channel operates is the, the prophetic side of it is just declaring and decreeing good news. It doesn't have to just be the mm. gospel and Jesus dying on yeah. the cross. It could, exactly, be, yeah. it could be like God is doing this in the world. Get yeah. ready for revival. You can mm. be filled with the spirit. God loves you. You've got a breakthrough. All of that is good news. Yeah. Whether, you know, whether you, totally. whether you, whatever stage in life, Mm. prophetically that's good news to you and I, I love the way yeah. you've coupled the two because mm. it's not often you hear that you know what I mean it, mm. you know when you've got prophecy and evangelism coming you know normally prophecies for those deep Christians who've been around for years or people who are going into ministry but mm. actually to evangelize prophetically I think is that's the really cool way that you've done it on the channel and you, yeah. you get thousands of people you know message back and say this has blessed me don't you yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's really encouraged us. And um, Pauline shares words on there as well. Um, she's part of the channel, part of the City Lights ministry. And you've come on and, you know, I'm sure you'll come back soon. <laughs> we'll do yeah. another one. But, um, yeah, it, I wanted the two to go together because, um, you know, it's not just about prophecy, is it? It no. is about the lost. It is about people outside of the church. And um, someone said to me when I was, I was younger, you know, in my teenage years, they see, said, I see you as a prophetic evangelist. And that stayed with me, you know, and that's partly why I, I call it that. And uh, that's, that's the role I kind of want to uh, play. Um, you know, uh, we're both pastors, but I feel my, my primary gifting is to keep, you know, mm. keep reaching out to those outside of the church and, um, and, and do that. And not everyone's called to street ministry, you know, let's no. be fair. But we're all called to share Jesus with others. Mm. And and I want, I want to encourage you to seek God as to how you can do that. And start where you are and, and keep it simple and, um, and just look for opportunities. And you don't have to share theology, you just need to share your story. You know, Jesus did this for me, he changed me, he set me free, he healed me, um, he restored a, a relationship in my life. And people will connect with your story. Mm. And um, yeah, and there's so many ways to evangelize, isn't there, Steve? So many ways yeah. to share. You know, I remember you and Hannah, you, you're very much into relational evangelism, aren't you? Mm. You know, you'll make friends and you'll just love on those people, uh, you know, bless them up. And, and they'll get to the stage where they can't, you know, say no to Jesus. Yeah, my <laughs> wife she, always says, uh, Hannah always says, um, I don't know who originally came up with it, but people don't care what you know till they know how much you care. Exactly, yeah, well, yeah. They don't care yeah. how much you know till they know how much you care. And yeah. uh, it's so true. Once you've mm. built a relationship, they want what you've got. They want yeah. that thing in your life, which is obviously God, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah you definitely embody that, you guys. But um, there's so many ways. You know, I don't like the expression, but there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's more than one way to get the gospel out and, you know, start a group, start a, a running group, you know, and, and, and use it as a, as a way to kind of share the gospel, you, you know. Cook, cook or bake a cake for someone, take it round to your neighbours, you know, it will open a door yeah. for them to be more open to God. Yeah. Is there, is there any final thoughts or stories that you feel like, ah, do you know what, this, this would be really good, I feel like, you know, this is on my heart, I should share this, you know, and give God glory mm. for it. Yeah, just, um, just, 
you know, enjoy the journey and, and, and keep it fun. Don't get too intense. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've been at the place where it's like, it's, it's all about what I've got to do for God. You know, I've got to pray, I've got to fast. And that's the only way I'm going to see souls. And obviously they're key elements, aren't they? You know, yeah. and yeah. they're going to make a massive difference. So we can't discard them and throw them out. But I'll just tell you this briefly is, um, and I think I've shared this with you already, Steve, but at last year, um, during the summer, I took my, my kids to a fair in this nearby town. And um, we, just, we just went to have a good time and to eat ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's honestly why we went. I wasn't thinking evangelism or anything else. But when I got there, I, I just really felt God. And, and, um, and I was standing there. I'd finished my ice cream and I looked over and I saw this guy. He was working there. He was, he was working on the fair. And God said, go over and tell him, you know, I love him and stuff. So I went over and um, started sharing the gospel. And he said, that's really funny you say that because um, he said, for a while now, this guy comes to the fair and he goes up and down the fair and he gives out these tracts. And it's all about Jesus and about heaven and hell and the gospel. And he says, I love the tracts. And, and this guy, he wasn't, he wasn't very educated. He was a bit, bit rough around the edges. And he said, I collect them up and I read them at night. All wow. these tracks. They're like little stories. And he says, I'm really open. I'm really, I, I really do believe God's real. And, and, and what these tracks say is, is you know, it's, it's the truth. And so I was able to share the gospel and explain what it means to be a Christian. He said, yes, he accepted Christ in. And, um, and <laughs> I think we prayed for him. And as we did, like the power of God hit him and he kind of, he kind of stepped back and went, what was that? <laughs> You know, but it was a real God moment that I yeah. wasn't looking for. Be prepared yeah. for those moments. Mm. In, in, you know, it could be out shopping and God just says, you know, speak to someone now. Um, but what happened? I went back to the fair the next week and the same thing happened again. I had another opportunity with people and it happened over and over. I feel that that guy had sown seeds mm. and broken up the ground, you know, and there was a real... Um, there was a softening, you know, of, of the spiritual atmosphere. And I was able to go in and kind of pick the fruit from that. But, you know, we saw, we saw like, you know, several people get saved just from our little trips to the fair yeah. um, over a few weeks. And uh, so keep it fun, you know, but be open. Be open to what yeah. God wants to do for you I, anytime. <laughs> I, I think you, you kind of started to sort of hit the nail on the head, really, when you're saying about being prepared. It says, prepare your feet with the readiness of the gospel. Yeah, and it's like yeah. if you're waking up and you're getting ready yeah. for the day, you put your shoes and socks on. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, if you want to lean into evangelism or you want to see people saved, do it mm. on purpose. Wake yeah. up and go, okay, God, you know, like Jesus, I'm going to see, do, do what I see my father doing. Totally. Prepare me. I want to. I, yeah. What am I going to say if someone suddenly says, "Ah, oh, tell me about Jesus," or if you, you know, have yeah. something in your head ready to say or to share? And I, th I think you know, like be it intentional. says, intentional. Yeah. yeah, be intentional. And yeah. I don't think it necessarily has to be some massive apologetics lecture or essay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, I know Jesus. Do you want to know more? Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think that's that's probably what I've seen in your life. I remember once we went to McDonald's. This brand new McDonald's had opened in Queensbury. And I'm there, it was one of the first touchscreen things. I'm thinking, where's Luke gone? And you were leading the guy at the till to the Lord. And I was just yeah. like, oh, come on. You know, you're always hungry. You're always ready. Yeah. But, um, but we'd mate, just come out of a meeting, hadn't we? 
yeah. we'd come out of a meeting with this well-known evangelist and pastor, and he'd, he'd give us cards. I don't know if I've got, got it. Oh, Rodney Howard Brown, was that? Yeah, was that yeah, the yeah. Meeting? Yeah, yeah. But, but they'd, they'd give us these cards, and they said, look, this is a script to, to lead people to the Lord. And um, I hadn't done a lot of it up to that point, to be honest, Steve, but, I, you know, I really thought I want to get into this and I'm thought I'm going to try this card out. Yeah. So you were you were ordering, you know, Big Mac and fries. And yeah, I was like, where's Luke on? I wonder what he wants to eat. And then you're there yeah. trying this script out on this bloke. But it worked. You, it worked. He was you know, totally up for it. And he knew yeah. someone in our church, didn't he? So yeah. there was a connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, to finish us off, Luke, give, mm. give us the gospel. Tell us the good news in just a mm. couple of minutes. For those who don't know Jesus, what, what do they need to hear? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, um, you know, there's bad news and good news. Yeah. The bad news is that we're born into sin. We're sinners by na- nature and we're separated from God. And God made this world. He's our father. He's the creator. And everyone's fallen short of that. And we can only expect to face his judgment at the end of our lives because of our sin. And it doesn't matter if you sin a lot or you sin a little, we're all sinners, it's all the same. Yeah. And, and that's gonna to lead to an eternity without him. And I can't think of anything worse than an eternity without God. Mm. Uh, but here's the good news. God knew that we were gonna sin. He knew yeah. that we were gonna fall short and mess up. And so ahead of time, even before this world was made, he agreed with Jesus that Jesus would go and be the sacrifice for us. He would stand in our place. He would take the punishment that we should we should rightfully endure and take and he would bear our sins on the cross mm. and the bible says whoever believes in him um, it doesn't matter who you are where you're from what you've done whoever yeah. believes in him calls on his name will be saved and um, if you've never done that before i would encourage you to call in his name and you know when i'm on the streets or wherever i am leading people to the lord i say listen pray this prayer if you're serious about this invite Jesus in you know he's knocking on the door of our heart and he wants to come in and and so I just say repeat after me and I say dear God and they say dear God um, or we can do it now if you want should we do yeah, it now do it do yeah. it yeah just just repeat after me sincerely from your heart to God say dear dear Lord I am a sinner and I repent of my sin I believe Jesus died on the cross for me and he, he's cleansed me from all of my sin and wrongdoing. I want to follow you. I want to live for you. And I want to be brand new. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit and change my life. Give me a new vision and purpose and plan and help me to live for you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What, what a great way to finish. I, I, I think every time you, you say the sinner's prayer or whatever you want to call that prayer out loud, um, there's such an anointing on it. And I always think mm. like it's never wasted. I remember Reinhard Bonnke telling a story where he was preaching to pastors in the room and he gave the gospel. And one of the servers in the hotel, one of the waiters or whatever, was just stood there and he came forward and said, oh, I've just got saved. And he was like, I, I knew it was worth saying, even though the whole room was full of Christians. Well, he knew it was worth saying and someone yeah, got yeah. saved. And, you know, <laughs> if, you've listened, if you've listened this far through the show and you haven't found Jesus, you can rewind and say that prayer or maybe you just said it. You can get in touch with me or Luke. Um, Luke, tell us where people can find you online before we go. 
really easy. Just type in my name, Luke Harding, on YouTube, and it'll take you straight there to the page, and you can subscribe. And you know, there's lots of different messages and things you can look at. So um, yeah. What, what was your favourite video you've done? Oh, um, well, the the one the one that really shocked me was the one I did um, just after the the US inauguration. Uh, it was it was about I think it was about a, a dream or a vision I'd had, and uh, and I, I remember uploading it and it went out and and the views just kept going up and up by the hour. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what's happened? And I think it's it's well over four hundred thousand now. So that wow. really shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's incredible that you've embraced the digital. It's so yeah. weird and clunky and awkward <laughs> for Christians to suddenly put your face on a screen. But if you're going to impact 400,000 people, you'd never do that in a, you know, imagine the logistics in of person. trying to create, yeah, in person. It yeah. would just not happen, would it? <laughs> Cost you millions. Exactly. But, you know, yeah. 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 And, and I would say watch Luke's videos. If you feel called to do an online ministry, Go and watch Luke, check him out, you know, look how easy it is. Just put a camera in front of you and just, you know, and I, I think we need, we need to find more mentorship programs for, for mm. what you're doing. There's, it's so brand new, there's nowhere to go and learn it other than just try it at the moment, is there? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could really see you finding people who will come behind you and come on your, on your channel and different things. And, mm. you know, hopefully this is just the start of, of a new wave of, of people getting the gospel out there. I think so, Steve. I think you're totally right there. I think, I think so many more people are going to start just going out, you know, um, and sharing the gospel, however it is, however they do it in colleges or whatever. Like we've seen with Asprey, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're just going to go for it now. We don't know how long we've got, do we? We've just no. got to go for it. <laughs> no, that's partly why I started this podcast. I mean, we've only been going a month, and we we've already had ten thousand listeners. Wow, which is great, you know. Wow. And just yeah, yeah. I, I think mm. it's just it's a new medium. This is the yeah. first video I've done. Normally, I don't have to show my face, which is even easier. <laughs> just hit record. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on, Luke. And um, no worries. Yeah, yeah and uh, have a good one. Thanks. Thanks, Steve.